Hi, I'm Pastor DeAndre J. Cross Sr., the pastor teacher of the St. John Baptist Church of Belle Place, Louisiana. Thank you for joining me today on the Renewing Your Mind podcast. Let's go into the sanctuary of the St. John Baptist Church and hear today's message. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible, and therein the reading is this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. For the time that is ours to share on this morning, I want to label today's message Timeless Wisdom for Today's Uncertainty. Timeless Wisdom for Today's Uncertainty. Life is a mysterious journey full of unexpected twists and turns. The path ahead is a mystery to us all. No one can say for sure what is around the next corner. Truth is, beloved, the path ahead may be a smooth road through a lovely valley, or we may discover that the bridge is washed out and we have to find a way across a deep river. Many of us may travel down roads that will seem to disappear or it may suddenly seem to go in three different directions and we won't know which way to go. This is where many of us find ourselves right now. When the year 2020 began, we began this year with such great excitement and anticipation of the joy, peace, and favor that this year would bring. We made great plans because we were all optimistic that this year would be our year. In fact, many of us boldly declared on December 31st of 2019 that 2020 would be the year of perfect vision. However, None of us were able to see that just three months into 2020, we would be faced with pain, pandemic, panic, and protests. We find ourselves faced with situations and circumstances for which we are not equipped to handle. And as a result, many have been left fractured, frustrated, and fatigued. And as the pressures of life mount up, we find ourselves losing our sense of direction. And whereas we began the year optimistic about the future, now we find ourselves uncertain about the future. Health professionals are uncertain as to when and if we will have a vaccine for the coronavirus in a timely manner. Parents are uncertain concerning their children's education. Do we send them to school or do we teach them virtually? 
Some high school graduate is wondering, do I choose college, the military, or the workforce? Some career professional is in the middle of making a career transition, but because of the climate of our nation, they are uncertain as to what career path they're going to take. Some spouse is filled with uncertainty, wondering, do I stay and work on the marriage, or do I walk away and start over? Pastors all across this nation are uncertain as to when we will reopen church, uncertain as to how the budget is going to be met, uncertain as to how to help meet the needs of the community in which we serve, and uncertain as to how to do ministry moving forward. At whatever stage you are in life, there are moments of uncertainty in which we will be faced with the age-old question of what do I do now and where do I go from here? While life itself may be a mysterious journey, I want to submit to us on this morning, child of God, that the Christian life is a faith journey. The Christian life is one of trust and faith in God to lead us along the way. Unfortunately, many Christians desire to navigate life by sight, but God never intended for us to walk through life by sight. No, he intends for us to walk through life by faith. And that's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, 4, we walk by faith and not by sight. And therefore, God sends us through life without all of the details, with the intention on helping us to develop our faith and to teach us how to trust him. And when you look throughout the word of God, you will discover that God goes through great lengths to teach us the value of placing confident trust in him. In Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8, the word of God says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord whose confidence is in him, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. Psalm 37 and 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. And our text this morning, Proverbs chapter 3, Verses 5 and 6 says to us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. The point is simply this. When you don't know which way to go, place your trust in the Lord because he knows the way 
and he will show you the way. Did you hear what I said this morning, people of God? Our text today is telling to teach us that when you don't know which way to go, place your complete confident trust in the Lord because he knows the way and he will show you the way. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 paints a picture for us of what life looks like for a person who is submitted to God. This proverbial writer here gives us some timeless wisdom for today's uncertainty. What is this timeless wisdom for today's uncertainty? Verse Verse 5 teaches us that when you are faced with uncertainty in life, the, the writer says that you must, first of all, trust God completely. Trust God completely. He says in verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Verse 5 opens with a command to trust. This word trust in the Hebrew means to lean with the full body, to lay upon. It means to rest the full weight upon. And I was thinking the word trust means to rely on or to have confidence in. But the, the Hebrew word is much more emphatic. The Hebrew word gives us the idea of stretching yourself out on a bed or stretching yourself out on a, a, a surface and laying on that hard surface. This word means to put your full weight on something. People of God, in order for us to trust in the Lord, it means that we have to lay our whole weight upon him. He says, trust in the Lord. No, notice, if you will, the object of our trust. He says, trust in the Lord, which suggests that our trust should be in God and God alone. One of the reasons we don't trust God like we should is because we tend to turn to other sources first to find help for life's problems. And then when those sources are unsuccessful, then we want to try God. But when you turn to them first, you will discover that you will not be successful. And here is the reality, beloved. The reality is where you, where you turn to first in uncertainty, it reveals who really has your trust. And the problem with that is a lot of the people, places, and things that we put our trust in is not worthy of our trust. Can I get a witness here? Many of us place our trust in people, places, and things that cannot be trusted. Government, you can't trust government. 
Much of today's government is corrupt. The president, you can't trust the president. He won't even show his taxes. Politicians, you can't trust politicians. Many of them are dishonest. Friends, you can't trust friends. Many of them are enemies in friends' clothing. Bank account, you can't trust your bank account, your own ability. You can't trust in your own ability. But I tell you who you can trust in. You can trust in the Lord because he is the only one who is worthy of our trust. He is the only one who is able to handle whatever we need him to handle. He is the only one with a proven record. If you are going to trust in anybody, you ought to be able to trust in the Lord. Have I got a witness here? Verse 5 says, trust in the Lord, but then he says, don't just trust in the Lord, but trust in him with all of your heart. How, how, how much of our trust should we put in the Lord? The text says, trust him with all your heart. With all your heart means we ought to trust him entirely. We ought to trust him with all our heart. We ought to trust him with complete confidence in him and him alone. We are, we are, to, we are, we are not to be half-hearted in our trust of God. No, we ought to be wholehearted in our trust of God. It says trust in the Lord with all your heart. The heart refers to the immaterial part of mankind. It's, it's not the part we can see, touch, or feel. No, it, it makes up the inner core of our being. It refers to the essence of who we really are. This timeless wisdom for today's uncertainty says that we have to be able to trust God with our feelings. We ought to trust him with our thoughts and we ought to trust God with our decisions. To put it quite simply, it suggests that God wants all of us. God wants our complete trust. God wants full custody. God wants all of us. He says trust in the Lord with all of your heart. One day a father and his son were out in the country. They were climbing around some cliffs and the father heard a voice from above that yelled hey dad, catch me. The father turned around to see his son joyfully jump off a rock straight at him. He had jumped and then yelled, hey dad. The father became an instant circus act and he caught him. They both fell to the ground and for a moment after the father caught him, he could really hardly talk. And when the father found his voice, he gasped in exasperation and he said, son, can you give me one good reason why you did that? He responded with remarkable calmness. The son said, sure, 
The reason I jumped off that cliff into your hands is because you're my dad. His whole assurance was based on the fact that his father was trustworthy. Now, if this little boy can jump off a cliff because he placed his trust in his earthly father, how much more should we trust our heavenly father with all of our hearts? When you are uncertain about the future, you must trust God completely. But not only must you trust God completely, but secondly, when you are uncertain about the future, you must remove self totally. Remove self totally. Verse, verse 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. That word lean comes from a word meaning to lean or to support one's self. Leaning is what you do when you walk with a cane or what you do when you grab a walker because you are unsteady. You lean on something when you are not strong enough to stand alone. And Solomon here says, do not lean on your own understanding. That word understanding has to do with your mental faculties. It, it refers to the mental processes by, by which you analyze problems, break it down and break it into smaller parts and then you make decisions about what you're going to do. And simply put, what the writer is saying here is don't trust in your own ability to figure out your life. No, instead, lean on the Lord. Instead, rest all of your weight upon him. I like it. I like it because our problem is that we tend to think we know better than God was best for our lives. By nature, we are inclined to foolishly rely upon our own inclinations and desires. That's why Isaiah said in 53, 6, all of us like sheep have gone astray. Each one has turned to his own way. But in this same third chapter of Proverbs, the writer warns us, don't be wise in your own eyes. And many people make critical life decisions in areas of their marriage, their finances, and their vocation, not based on God's revealed word unto them, but based on their feelings. Proverbs tells us, don't lean on your own understanding because your own understanding is unreliable. That's why Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. Proverbs 28, 26 says, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. When you lean to your own understanding and when you choose your own way, you are arrogantly saying that you know better than God what is best for your life. 
we try to instruct God as to how to run our lives. Ah, uh, but Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. A wise man does not lean to his own understanding, but he trusts that God's way is best. Now, this does not mean that we are not to use our own understanding at all. No, but it does mean that when we use it, we are to depend on God and his directing and overruling providence in our lives. When you are uncertain about the future, not only do you trust God completely, not only do you remove self totally, but thirdly and finally, you must acknowledge God in all your ways. Acknowledge God in all your ways. Verse 6 says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. That, that word acknowledge it means to know. It means to have an intimate relationship with. It's the kind of know that comes with personal experience. It means to know something or someone through and through. But the emphasis here is not so much on acknowledging God, but rather the emphasis here is on the all your ways. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. See, we, we cannot merely acknowledge God in our spiritual lives. No, Solomon says, we got to factor God into every area of your life. I said some, some, some time ago that we, we tend to choose the areas of our lives that we want God in. And we allowed him in those areas, but we don't want him to have anything to do with the other areas of our life. Have I got a witness here? Well, we, we'll say, God, you can help me with my children, but God, don't touch my marriage. God, you can bless my finances, but don't tell me how to spend my money. We allow God in some areas of our lives, but the text says, in all your ways, we ought to acknowledge him. He says, all your ways, not, not some of your ways, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him. Uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, the Bible says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. The command there is not to seek God. It is assumed that the disciples are already seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, but the focus of the command is to seek God first. In other words, it's not a word about process. It's a word about priority. He's saying 
that we ought to make seeking the kingdom of God an ongoing priority in our lives. And this is exactly what it means to acknowledge him in all our ways. We ought to acknowledge him when we make decisions. We ought to acknowledge him in our marriage. We ought to acknowledge him in our home. We ought to acknowledge him in the midst of career transition. We ought to acknowledge him when we're buying a house or buying a car. We ought to acknowledge him at school. We ought to acknowledge him when we're even planning our ministry. It says in all your ways, acknowledge him and someone needs to tell the occupant of the White House that because if you're trying to find cures for all that's going on you can't lean on your own understanding no you got to acknowledge God and you got to acknowledge him first let me say something else here H.B. Charles Jr. says it this way. He says, to acknowledge God in all your ways means you can't treat God like 911, where you live in your own resources and strength and ability, but only call God to help you in emergencies. No, God should be your first response, not your last resort. Or if I could say it how I like to say it, God should be the starting quarterback, not the backup quarterback. God should be on first string, not second, third, and fourth string. God should be in the game, not riding the bench. God should be our plan A and not our plan B. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. I got one more thing to say. And I'm going to take my seat. When you trust in the Lord with all your heart, when you lean not unto your own understanding, and when you acknowledge him in all your ways, you can then claim the wonderful promise that he gives at the end of verse 6. Verse 6 says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Here it is. And he will direct your paths. Another translation says, and he will make your path straight. That phrase, make your path straight, it means to smooth out. It means to make level or to remove the obstacles in preparing a roadway. It's the picture of a traveler driving along a road that appears to be impassable. The road winds through steep mountains down into the swamps, and as you travel, you discover that a portion of the road is washed out, while other, per other portions of the road have potholes, while other portions of the road are filled with debris and huge boulders, while yet other places in the road becomes a dead end. Solomon is saying that when you trust 
in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. When you acknowledge him in all your ways, here is what he will do. He will show you the right path. He will make your path level. He will show you what to do and he will direct your life. But not only that, he will move the obstacles out of your way. And all I'm trying to tell us on today, that if we are going to make it through these uncertain times, if we are going to receive direction in these uncertain times, then we have to trust in God because God blesses those who trust in him. So if you don't hear nothing else I said, just remember this, in these uncertain times, trust him completely. In these uncertain times, don't rely on yourself. In these uncertain times, acknowledge him in all your ways and you will discover when you do that, he will start moving all of the obstacles out of your way. He will begin to show you the right path. He will begin to lead you in the right way. Have you any rivers that seem uncrossable? And have you any mountains that you just can't tunnel through? God specializes in things that seem impossible and he will do what no other power can do. All you have to do is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Thank you for listening to the Renewing Your Mind podcast. We pray that today's message was an encouragement unto you. Until next time, be encouraged.